What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Arcade Cast, or at least that's what I'm gonna call because we don't have a name for this yet. I'm John uh, here on Team Arcade. I'm Eddie. Hi. I'm Howard. And I'm Tim. And we will get much cleaner with that in further episodes. Uh, but we I thought here. that was beautiful. You, you keep telling yourself that as you sip out of your Mickey mug. I'm too focused on this cookie to care. All right. So he's. I've <laughs> <we've> literally <laughs> never seen you happier than with this. Cookie. No, seriously, you are, you have been grinning nonstop since it's, you took a bite into it. I, are we sure that's not one of those medicinal uh, cookies? He from, hasn't uh, even bitten oh, into yeah. it. He's just staring at it. I can't bring myself to. It's so beautiful. Well, yeah. then you take a bite out of it and it'll completely shift. It's like going to see Suicide Squad, or at least so we're hearing. Uh, I'm going tonight, and I'm, I don't know about that. Did but it was free, free, so I can't okay, complain. Free tickets. What about you? I paid triple for mine. Oh man, I'm just so sorry. because. I got free IMAX tickets from Conan, so Conan's the one who's forcing me to go. Uh, I'm going to wait for the Blu-ray. Wait for the Blu-ray. I think that's uh, that seems to be a common consensus across the board. By that point, I think the Blu-rays will be moved over to, was it was it movie HDs, or what were they called? Four, HD? 4K. LaserDisc? DVR. LaserDisc. I would buy it on LaserDisc. Right? I kind of miss LaserDisc. More movies can't, should be Vinyl released. made a comeback. comeback. Why can't LaserDisc make a comeback? Right. I don't know. Like, Laser Active was, like, the best gaming system. Why can't we have Xbox One games on LaserDisc? I want cassettes again to make mixtapes. Those they, are coming back, though. Okay. They so. used to have board games that had VHSs with them. Oh, yeah. Those, those were amazing. The role-playing board those games? Those were really good. I remember there was one, it was a, it was a space-themed one. It, was, it looked like it was shot in probably, a, well, now that I'm here in L.A., probably a small studio over at Asylum. But it was, like, <laughs> a dude in a space suit. And while you're playing the board game, move a person in and be like, okay, play this time code or whatever. And we're like, okay, play. And the guy's like, all right, you're in the such and such station. Da 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 da. So good. It I was know exactly awful. what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. Right. So for <laughs> listeners, if you know what that name is, be sure to tweet it at us. Uh, what is our Twitter handle, by the way? We just got a fresh new Twitter handle, Howard. Uh huh. Oh, we're uh, at Arcade Gaming. At Arcade Gaming. That's so fancy. that's where you can tweet at us. So we're all going to be tweeting from those hands. We have our individuals. We'll talk about that later. So yeah, we don't have a name for this podcast yet. That's as up you can to tell you from guys. The start. I'm going to leave it up. Yeah, we're going to leave it up to you guys. Um, should we do a, a contest or something? Should we least name something? that? Least podcast. vulgar name wins. Least vulgar name. So, hmm. so keep yeah. it family friendly. Keep it clean. My little arcade. Keep, yeah, my <laughs> little arcade. Oh, I can picture that being Bar- packaged Barbie in a nice little cardboard. Adventures. The Bar- Wait, hang on. That's an actual thing. <laughs> I know, we can't. I think that's yeah. like, but yeah, we can't, we can't mess around with that. Um, but today we're going to be talking about a few things. Uh, first of all, uh, there's this big craze happening out here in Silicon Beach, where we're based, and I don't know who came up with that name, but it's a, it's a thing. We're located here in Silicon Beach, here at the full screen office, and we see people constantly on their phones, and then we became one of them. Or perhaps we started the trend. I don't know. What is that thing called? What is, what's you got the thing open right now on your phone, Eddie? It's called Pokemon Go. Pokemon. I haven't heard of this. What P- is Pokemon P- Go? It's uh, what they hope to be the MMO for Pokemon, which people have been clamoring for for years. The MMO. Okay, so is it a massively multiplayer online experience currently? Can I uh, interact with other people? And if you have other people playing in this, the same vicinity as you, and you speak to them. Wait, 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 with wait. That requires interacting with actual people. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah, yeah, hang on a sec. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Howard on this. Uh, I have to talk to people? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the idea, right? <laughs> I, I'm much more comfortable doing that via the internet. It's like, I mean, I have this little barrier. Right now, I'm this disembodied voice that's happening through the interwebs. 
I prefer that type of interaction, but I've been seeing tons of people out. I got suckered into it, I'll be honest. I'm level 14 right now, my lucky number, which I'm very proud of. And you of haven't right been now. stabbed yet. And I haven't been stabbed yet. because <laughs> wrong. Has fallen <laughs> off a cliff or here, hit by a car. This is the exact you know? point here. It's very dangerous. Every news report I'm seeing about Pokemon Go is that people are getting injured, people are getting stabbed, little kids are being put into vans that say candy on it, <laughs> and then... The guy shouts, got to catch them all as he drives off. What is <laughs> happening? Is this a safe game to play? Uh, if you're not an idiot, probably. <laughs> if you're not an idiot. Okay, well, let's break that down. Okay, so, so talk about the functionality of the game or how this could be potential dangers, and then we'll talk about some of the things that have occurred. So, well, I think it comes down to the way that the game is set up. Before I say anything about how the game plays, let me just say that like I don't think that the game itself is very good. I, I dig the social aspect of it, like seeing people in person and making new friends and everything that you just voiced you didn't want to do. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm all about that, so that's why it's interesting to me. I think past that, I'm not really too into the gameplay because it's very shallow. But that being said, I think what's drawing so many people to it is like there's an AR mode and when you encounter a Pokemon, it shows up in front of you and uses your camera and it looks like the Pokemon's in the real world. And that's why people are making bad decisions because you should probably pay attention to where you're walking or what's going on around you and not so, so much you, about you the You shouldn't little... drive in Pokemon. You definitely, you shouldn't do anything on your phone and drive, yeah. to be honest, but... Good point. <laughs> We're all guilty <laughs> of that. I mean, but yeah, I'm guilty. I mean, Instagram stories just launched and I was making some bad choices in that yeah, regard. Um, and then Eddie called me out on it immediately. <laughs> uh, but I'm a firm believer in don't touch your phone while you're driving. Yes. <laughs> I, I completely agree as well. But what, the game you just described is Pokemon snap but on mobile <laughs> basically well but i mean there's like the capture and collection element of it I, you could make the argument that it's a lot more like snap because there isn't a very strong game element to it just yet mm -hmm. there are gyms and you can interact with the gyms and uh you know that's about five minutes of play time before it gets old because you can't Hang it's like capture the flag, except it's impossible to actually capture the flag for more than like two minutes. Well, that's what I was starting to find is when well, I was down at San Diego Comic Con. Um, did any of you guys go? Were you down there? Nope. I was in the middle of an eight, like 180,000 people, so I didn't know when friends were around me mm -hmm. or if I was surrounded by Pokemon or Sharknados for the most case. Uh, but when I was down there, I saw the gyms constantly changing. How does that? I haven't. I've yet to be in a gym battle. I'll be honest. I've yet to go down that route. I've been just mostly catching pidgeys and then putting them through a meat grinder. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. what? What is a gym battle? So I actually took over a gym this morning at a red light. That's how. Wait, hey, hey, hey. we just talked for. <laughs> hey, I was not uh, driving and I was stuck at a red light. Right now. I that was not, not driving. An, that's not an excuse. I was not. I don't care. I'm also <laughs> the police. <laughs> so I took one over at the at a red light this morning, and it took like a total of thirty seconds because literally all you do you open the gym, you select which Pokemon you want to battle with, and you start tapping the screen viciously. And then once your bars fill up, you can hold down on the screen to perform a special attack. And then if you take over or if you beat all the Pokemon in the gym, you can either add your Pokemon to the gym, or you can if it's a different team, you can just. Yeah. Take I it feel over. like I'd be very good at this. I was always best with E Honda and Street Fighter. Yeah, well, the I feel like I'd be where fine you just with put it. the controller you just go on the ground and, and you just stand. and just tap and it. it. Just does this. Yeah. But the problem with it is though is that like 
the balance of the game is really off because there are people out there that are playing for like 18 hours a day and then there are people like us who probably play maybe a half an hour a day max Mm-hmm. I don't know about Howard. He sounds like he's like way more into it. Well, it sounds, like, no, it sounds like he's only doing it when he said stoplights. Let's be yeah. real. He's only doing it while driving. I'd say that's dedication, but um, uh, yeah, like the power, the power difference across the board is like really daunting for new players, mm. and so that's why I haven't really explored it too much myself. I think I took over one gym since I started playing, and ever since then like I haven't even been able to come close and like you get a full team of six Pokemon to go up against whoever's in the gym and there could just be one Pokemon in the gym and if it's strong enough your full team of six Pokemon won't do anything to it so um, I think that needs to be tweaked a little bit to make it more fun it's crazy and another thing we've been we've been playing Pokemon forever we played the original I'm sure I can speak for all of you mm-hmm. guys um, we've been playing all the way until now and it just doesn't feel like it used to. Like there's no, you can't choose your attacks. You're just tapping on the screen. All right, hang it's on, hang on. You, you, okay, so you have nostalgia glasses on right now. Let's well, be of real. Course. We had two buttons to play with on the previous <laughs> version. You could select attacks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You can plan attacks. But, you know, in its essence, it's still functioning relatively the same, except minus the narrative, it appears. Well, no, because I'd still say that the game is not the same. The game has a very, like, hands-off kind of feel to it. And that, like... You don't battle Pokemon to catch them. You just throw Pokeballs at them. Mm-hmm. If you get lucky, they get caught. Um, and that element alone is kind of like a huge turnoff to me in regards to the game element itself. Uh, and then, again, the battling is just very, very, very shallow. It's extremely passive. And I guess that's probably why a lot of people were like really into it. And yeah, that's sort of like, I feel like that led to its insane widespread adoption. Because anybody can play. Yeah, it. it's super easy and to like, pick up. Yeah. That's a good point. To like, like I honestly wasn't a huge fan of Pokemon before this, or like follow it when I was a kid and leave the room. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> he was a Digimon guy. It's okay. We'll allow him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, and it's like I could jump in there and like I'm in it and I'm all about it now. See, for me, I. Again, I kind of play it only for the social element. You're a purist. I'll go home and I'll play like Alpha Sapphire or X and Y or something. I'm really excited for Sun and Moon. Like that's where I'll get my more hardcore fix. And then this is kind of like a passive go out and meet people or we'll we'll take walks here. Take a break. Uh, We'll get like a bunch of people in the office together and we'll go take a walk at the park nearby. And it's like a nice way to get out for a little bit. That's what I'm into. Like that's why I play it. So let's actually, let's, let's talk a bit more about this social component because I'm starting to see more and more uh, YouTube content creators, both in our network working with us as well as streamers. Some of my friends are streaming a lot lately, uh, broadcasting their Pokemon Go play or capturing it and showcasing it. I know previously a few strategies that we could see on YouTube were people who would do shiny hunting in earlier iterations of the game. So a lot of people would put up videos of like, oh, I got this, and you know they'll chase it for hours. And there are even things where you'd put a dime in the directional pad and it would cause your character to move uh, like a faster rate. I don't know what it was. But it, yeah, exactly. There was different hacks or techniques or whatever to make this happen. Um, but there's the, like the social risks of actually just walking around without the streaming component. But then there's the secondary component, which is um, there was recently a streamer broadcasting Pokemon Go who got swatted. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And that presents even further risk because now you're opening up wider audience spaces and those people are now watching you play. They know where you are. It makes larger risk. Yeah. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should I not be streaming it? Should I be capturing it? What's the reaction here? I think it's the same thing to be said about safety while playing the game in general. I mean, like, if you think about it, there's common sense ways to go about it, and then there's more extreme ways that I think some people might 
do just for the sake of additional attention, but really play in daylight, play in an area where there are other people around, make sure that you're surrounding, you're aware of your surroundings and that kind of thing, and you should probably be okay, you know? That's my feeling on it at the very least. And for the most part, I think those swatting cases are very rare. They don't happen very often. They shouldn't ever happen, but they do happen. And I read an article, I think it was from an ex-SWAT member, and he gave some tips on how to better your chances at not getting like shot by the police if they do swat you what yeah because he was he was you know he talked about the fact that this happens not all the time but fairly regularly for some streamers oh jeez. and he was basically saying you know if you move to a new area or if you're in an area and you have a big audience go to the police station get get in contact with them so they know who you are Mm. that way and let them know what you do like you stream for a living there are people out there who don't like you. That way, if they do get a call, they still have to come and check, but they're not going to assume that there's something going on there. Mm. Um, and then always cooperate with the police if anything like this happens. You don't want to be you know, fighting back because you think something is weird going on. Right. So it sounds very similar to how you would handle a banking scenario when you travel outside the country. Let them know you're going to be in X place. Let them know what you're doing. And, of course, not to shut down your credit card or else you're going to be stranded in who knows where. Uh, for this... I think this is very good advice where talk to the authorities, just let them know, uh, especially for those of you who are listening who have significant audience bases, it doesn't hurt to let them know this is my job and these are some of the risks that come so that way they are aware and at least have a report on file for that. So in the event that let's say Troll X wants to send such and such to your place, and this has happened to me before where we have thankfully no police show up, but we've had uh, for example, during a live stream, 35 packs of hot dogs arrive that I have to pay for. <laughs> well, and there you go. a variety of other people who that would show up at our so door. Bad. Here's the thing. is like, if you're hungry, <laughs> it'll be good. But yeah. it was just unexpected, and then we had to pick up the tab. Ooh. Um, so there was that. Um, there were a few people that have showed up to our doorsteps. I used to have a person that would tweet every time I would leave my home in Beverly Hills when I was doing this full time. That's incredibly creepy. And it's incredibly creepy, and it's very uncomfortable. So, you know, that is knowledge, or like, rather, that is advice that I didn't know back then, where as a full-time streamer, as a full-time YouTuber, I didn't know, you know what, let's just talk to the authorities and let them know what I do, because... The internet is open. You don't know who's watching yeah. you. You don't know who's stopping in the chat and what their intent is. Um, so that I guess that's our be safe. This is our, what is it? The, the crime PSA. dog. PSA. This is our PSA. Yeah. Like, the, the more you know. Because the knowledge more is power. Know. Yeah, knowledge <laughs> is power. Uh, and then Sonic comes in at the last minute and starts giving his little... <laughs> Sonic, uh, says. Sonic says. Um, I'm going to try and find that article. I think it was actually a Reddit AMA. I'm going to try and find that and link it on the Arcade Gaming Twitter account and maybe the Arcade Gaming website as well. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we'll get those up. Anything that we talk about, by the way, associated with the podcast, we'll toss links up all throughout. Um, but this has been, you know, the very good conversation about Pokemon Go. I know there's been a few things happening with Niantic mm. lately. Their communications have been a little bit rough. Uh. I didn't want to dive too much into this, but how do you feel in general about how they're handling their communications with the fans of this game? It was literally the worst. I mean, you can't get much worse. There was no communication, and I think it was because Niantic was traditionally a very small company. And then, you know, they had Ingress, which was okay. It did, it did well and still doing well. But they've never really handled such a thing where they had literally like 18 million people overnight yeah, play their well, game. The other thing, too, that I feel like the game was kind of rushed out a little bit. Like, it went through its beta period, but it seemed like the time between beta and final release was really, really, really short. It was. And I feel like it's partially because 
they had to get it out during summer so that kids and teenagers and, and college students could go and play it and they could kind of capitalize on this time. You know, I'm sure they didn't want to. I, I'm sure there was pressure on some side, maybe people above them or whatever that were pushing them to get it out in this time frame. But I don't feel like the game was really ready for it. And with the frequency of all the updates and them talking about what they're planning on adding down the line, it seems to me like it just really wasn't close to being a finished product for them. It definitely doesn't feel finished to me. And that's the one thing is like they keep making these changes to it. We walked, went out on a pokey walk as we call mm -hmm. it, uh, mm -hmm. earlier today. And I noticed they got rid of the footsteps, mm -hmm. so I yep. can't track that anymore. They adjusted, I guess, the frequency of being able to catch the Pokemon you're tossing the balls at, and mm. that's, I mean... Although it felt a lot easier to me today than it did when I played over the weekend. Like, I had, like, level 10 Pidgeys breaking out of Pokeballs, like, left and right over the weekend, and today I didn't have a problem catching anything with the regular Pokeballs. So. I wonder if they were able mm -hmm. to update that over the air without... There, there, well, there was an update yesterday that went out. I noticed because oh. I updated my app yesterday. So might I have think been it might have been a bug fix kind of thing. What's so. interesting about that is they now that they're actually starting to communicate. And by the way, we're recording this probably several weeks before you guys are listening to it. But yeah. what's interesting about that is they publicly admitted that there was a bug that's causing Pokemon to be harder to catch. So my question now, now that they've admitted that there's a bug is, are they going to in any way refund the Pokeballs or the money that we've spent? that we've essentially wasted. Nah, no, You don't nah. think so? Okay, here's the thing. Anytime I've been in a situation where I've been coding software or anything like that, if there's a bug, they call it a feature. And because there's microtransactions oh, based yeah. in this entire system, <laughs> it's a feature that you're not able to catch them. Yeah, I, think, I think it would go a long <laughs> way if they just did something like gave everybody 10 great balls or just something simple as a result of like playing through. Honestly, at the end of the day, everybody who's playing right now is essentially still beta testing the game. Like yeah. it's not finished. They're talking about sure. adding a bunch of stuff. So I feel like they should maybe add like rewards for playing the game for six months or something like yeah. that. Just for having logged in. And then that way it feels like goodwill. And on top of that, like I've been saying it since it first came out, but there's going to be drop off like crazy at some point because of the number of casuals that are playing right now. Oh yeah. So that being the case, like how else are you going to get people to stick with the game? You give them free stuff. You entice them a little bit. How about you tie it to what's the new version of Club Nintendo? Is it called? What's it called? The, my Nintendo. I my Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Tie it to my Nintendo. Well, yeah, give like me some Mitomo. coins. Yeah, like the Mitomo game. I mean, heck, if it's not going to increase Nintendo's stock, at least give me some coins out of it. Yeah, right. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the next thing. What, what else are you guys playing? I know we're doing a lot of Pokewalks and stuff like that. What are some other games that you're currently absorbed in? Um, I know Howard and I have been playing a ton of Overwatch, mm -hmm. and uh, he took a few play of the games, uh, not using Bastion, which I was super happy <laughs> oh. with because that seems to be the given. Um, but what else are you guys playing? Uh, I am not playing Overwatch right now, mostly because I don't have the time to really dedicate to it. But uh, I've, I've been picking up a lot of older stuff. Uh, as we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier today, I'm playing through Earthbound again. Yeah, boy. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Alpha Sapphire because I'm determined to finish my Living Pokedex before Sun and Moon come out. Mm -hmm. About 300 hours in on that right now. Um, and then there's a new version of DDR that just came out in arcades, and uh, it's really cool. It was like a ton of internet features and stuff, so I've been kind of engrossed in that when I can make it to the arcade. So the new DDR, does that have... I, I usually like when they come out and they bring out like a full collection and stuff like that. Does it have all the previous tracks from like Mix and Mix 2 and it's, all these types of things? Or it's got a bunch of stuff. It's missing a lot of the old licenses. It's got a lot of the content that we missed in like the five or six year gap since we got a last arcade release. Uh, so, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds hundreds of songs okay. to play. Though. Is Captain Jack back? 
No, unfortunately. Uh, all right. That, well, was, that was the that one was that I was in, really hoping for. That was in the game until now. about like three or four months ago, but now because the game's internet connected, they can remove licenses as the license oh. expires. Oh, that's great. Mm. So that it's kind of cool because they, they refresh the content regularly. And one of the things that was kind of interesting is they added a bunch of U.S. licenses to the game again, uh, which is something they haven't really done in a long time. And the licenses this time around, like are songs that people will actually recognize mm. from being on the radio, like top 40 type stuff, and the actual step charts aren't bad, so they're fun to play whether mm. you like the song or not. So uh, I'm actually kind of impressed with how they handled like the U.S. release of this game this time. Nice, nice. Howard, what else are you playing aside from Overwatch? <laughs> what else? Not much. Um, <laughs> my time is mostly either on Pokemon Go, Overwatch, and a little bit of Hearthstone. I am looking forward to Legion that's coming out. But also, uh, yeah, World of Warcraft Legion, obviously. Um, I'm also thinking about going back to Rocket League only because there's Lucio Ball ah, yeah. inside of Overwatch for the Summer Olympics. And that's oh, yeah. it's basically Rocket League. Have you played it yet? I have. Because I was hearing that it was kind of slow in comparison to Rocket Yeah, John and I were talking about that yesterday. And it's definitely slower because I think Lucio just skates or whatever at his normal speed. Yeah. They should have sped that up a little bit. Mm. It does seem slow. But it totally wants me to get going in, in Rocket League again. There you go. You got to pump up that volume and no more wall riding. We're just going to get into the, uh, the cars these times. Um, all right, Tim, what are you playing? So I am uh, not a good gamer. Wait a second. What? I, uh, How did you end up in this room? I don't know. I just <laughs> woke up about 20 minutes ago and I was here, so we're talking. We found him on the beach. Yeah, we found him on the beach. We rolled yeah. in and. Uh, <laughs> Here I am. There's sand all over the place. We'll, we'll deal with that after the fact. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up playing a lot. So I grew up not being allowed to have any consoles. It was ah, very, yes. it was a very hard childhood. You're, you're, but my best friend someone. Justin and next door neighbor had like every single console. Oh yeah. All the time. Like he was just that kid who like, yep, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Dreamcast. You know, like every new one he got. And so I spent as much time as I could over there. Um, but yeah, so I just am not like a good gamer, but I have a PlayStation 4 and I've been playing Overwatch. Yeah, you have. Which I like. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a junk rat man here's myself. The, here's the thing is with, um, Overwatch on console, there's a lot of adjustments that I would notice to the characters. I started out playing, uh, on Xbox One, yeah. uh, with Andre Meadows and Katie Wilson, because they're yeah. both huge Overwatch things. I think that's honestly, while we're recording this, I'm sure that's what Katie's doing right now is playing Probably. Overwatch. Uh, it's adjusted for console, so it's a bit easier for us. Interesting, yeah. I know when I hopped over to PC to hop in with Howard, Howard was just wrecking shop, and I'm meanwhile with Farah blasting <laughs> like, rockets like it's a yeah. I, like they hired a real cheap rate version of a fireworks conductor. So it was like it, it was justice not was not raining. It was just in the right way. It was not. Yeah, it was not raining at all. <laughs> in fact, it was exploding from the ground. I don't know. It was just not yeah. good, and so. That was one thing I noticed with the console version. That is interesting. Yeah, uh, I, I have not played PC. That's right. Well, ever. when you get a chance, hop on PC. We're going to get the mix of it. And even worse, and you're saying. That's completely fine. You can Amazing. hop in with us. Bring your best friends because they know the consoles inside and out. Exactly. So they'll be a bit better to transition. Okay. And then we'll take you back to the beach. We'll drop you off. Okay, that would be great. <laughs> okay, perfect. I've also been playing, um, I just started Uncharted 4. Ooh. Which is... I just never played like, that. That's like my type of game where it's like, feels like a movie. Like you're, you know, it's... I don't know. I, that's the kind of games I gravitate towards, like Batman, you know, Ooh. like... The Arkham games. Arkham games. Oh, okay. Are you going to play the Telltale so, game that's coming out? I don't know. I haven't heard much about it. 
Uh, Telltale did a really good job with the Walking Dead games, so I kind of have high yeah. hopes for so, it. So here's the thing that I heard about the Telltale game, and um, apparently the way that they've structured it and is that uh, you as Batman, he's the world's greatest detective, Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce Wayne uh, I don't know him. Oh, wait. Shh. We'll uh, edit that spoiled? out. Are okay. we spoiling spoiled things? things? No, no, no. Like, that's a secret idea. We'll edit that out. Oh, oh, oh uh, sorry, Bruce. Sorry, so, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil <laughs> you out there. Um, but, I mean, the way that it functions is that you have no pre-existing knowledge of, I guess, the baddies in this game. Mm. So it's not like, oh, I know what the Joker does, or oh, I know what the Riddler does. I guess whatever things they're setting up like to you occur, have to figure that you out. have to figure it out, because you're the yeah, detective. That's so I've heard. That's how they're pitching it. So it's like, if I hop into it, and then it's just like, oh, by the way, we're going to follow 1989 lore. Joker is, of course, yeah. Jack Napier. And it's just like, oh, well, then this is no longer. He's the, he's the party man. He's the party he's man. The party man. Unlike the, what did you, the, the music video I was watching earlier? <laughs> the new one? Purple Lamborghini? Purple Lamborghini. The, the body the, modded Infinity G35. Yeah, which is <laughs> oh, the new God. Jared Leto Joker piece. Mobile. Yeah, it's, I, That's I don't not know. good. I don't get it. Um, all right, well, we actually, we got a question from uh, several content creators recently. Uh, we, so what we do is you can tweet at us your questions uh, about uh, about streaming, about creating content online, all all of the above, and we'll collect your questions and we'll answer them here on the broadcast. One of the questions we got was in regards to streaming cameras. Um, so while people are broadcasting their games, uh, this is mostly associated with console and PC. They're asking, well, what should I capture with? Like they look at. Creators like PewDiePie, Markiplier, everything looks so crisp and clean and sharp. And then they'll go watch some other uh, streamers and it's just like, oh, it's a little bit blurry, it's fuzzy. Oh, they're doing green screen effects. I don't know what camera to use. Um, so this might be more for um, Howard, because you're a fellow uh, content creator as well online for gaming and stuff like that. Um, what camera do you use? This will be good for me too, because I don't know anything again. So. Well, people from the Tell beach me. typically don't stream yeah. very often. Yeah, they don't really have good internet connections. <laughs> I, I admittedly am pretty off-camera with the streaming, too. So Off-camera. Yeah. Mm. But I might try to, you know, we're gonna get, get you in on the stream. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to get you on stream, and we're going to get you out of that bathing suit that you're wearing I'm and like into something that you're you're Next time, please don't wear a Speedo here. I'll try yeah. not to. <laughs> It's all I have. It's I'm okay sorry. to it was, wear one of those like Borat suits. Yeah, the light. Oh, heavens! No, we should all wear those for like a live arcade podcast one day, and then hey, everyone will pay. And us we would turn the break video the off. The Here's what I will do: I will make one of those Borat-style things in the shape of an N64 controller oh, because I feel like it would work perfectly. That'd be amazing. Long arm sleeves and just a giant piece down the middle, <laughs> yeah, uh, where the joystick rests. Okay, so uh, okay, oh what camera do you currently use, Howard, uh, for filming? your stuff. I don't know the exact model, yeah. but it's one of those Logitech webcams that okay. you can find anywhere. I think I got it from Amazon for like 70 bucks. Okay, so that must be, all right, I got my list here nice. of the webcams. That must be the Logitech C920. Yes, there you go. Okay, so that, nice. uh, okay, so this is, a, I guess, a unanimous decision. I, I contacted a few of my streamers and the folks that I work with, and they said, if you're getting any camera on the market and you have the money, Get the Logitech C920. So, what do you like about it currently? Are you do you have it used at setup? Like, are you using it frequently? Like, what do you? Like I am. About yeah, it? I'm using it pretty frequently, and f pretty much for the most part, just streaming. And the quality looks great. I mean, it's for the for the what's on the market. It's probably the best you're going to get. Unfortunately, there isn't anything like super high quality in terms of webcams, but it does have a little adjustable 
stand that you can tilt it up or down or move it up and down. Um, but it's just, it's very light, very easy to move around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's super mobile. So yeah, what I was getting at that is like, a, I guess it's an HD 1080p camera. Yep. Uh, it's the highest quality in a bunch of tests that they have run. Because I know previously I was using the Microsoft LifeCam Studio, which is another HD camera, similar model. It's about $10 less, so it's about $60. It was a clean image, but it let a lot of light in. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, it was letting too much and it was just like blurring out half the time. It just didn't look nice. It didn't look flat, didn't look clean like a motion picture, like when I shoot with my DSLRs or yeah. anything like that. Lighting is another thing that you'll probably want to pay attention to because even though it's a 1080p camera, it's still not, if you don't have decent light, if you're trying to stream in the dark or just with a little bit of light behind you, it's not going to look that great. It's going to look very grainy because so it's trying I'm to compensate. Good shape on the beach. You got a lot of sunlight. I have an amazing lighting setup. <laughs> amazing natural lighting setup. Natural. Especially in Los Angeles, Free. there's never clouds. Yeah. Never clouds at all. Uh, so but, you'll definitely want some sort of LED light in front of you just to add a little bit of light to that camera. And why LED? Because it doesn't get hot as heck. That's true. This yeah. is the truth. So if you're looking for I know there's LED ring lights that you can place around. You can place the camera in the center of those ring lights. I know some of those retail on Amazon for... $30 to $50, there's a few high-end ones. I don't think you need one of those because those are more for professional photography shoots, but get a small ring light, put it around your webcam. A few other options uh, that we were able to pull up uh, if you're in the market. So of course, you know, top, top level, if you want to go right in off the bat, Logitech C920 for about $63 to $70 on currently on Amazon. Uh, there's also some steps down from that if you want to be a bit more flexible. Uh, Microsoft LifeCam, not the studio version, but there's one that actually records in uh, HD 720p. That currently retails for about $25 to $30, so that's a bit more reasonable, about half price. And about at that same price point, there's another Logitech model called the Logitech C525. C525. I feel like I'm reading off Star Wars characters. <laughs> uh, that is at $40 currently on Amazon, at least what I checked uh, before coming in the room. The thing I like about that, this is the one I used when I was broadcasting with um, SMBC Theater out of a place we called the Nerd Castle, which wasn't too far back from here. Um, and we liked that one because it was very flexible. It had a good uh, swivel rotation to it where you could swivel mm. it about 180 degrees. Gotta have a swivel. Right. So, you know, if we were broadcasting on one side of the room and all of a sudden James would start dancing on the other side, we'd just swivel the camera over rather than re relying on the... Uh, the full field view of what the other standard cameras are that can't move. Um, so those are a few options if you're in the marketplace. Of course, range of budgets on it. Um, there's some packages that you can get on Amazon and other retailers where you can get a mic, a webcam, and all these things all bundled together. So I'd recommend mm -hmm. if you're looking at streaming cameras, take a look at those. The Logitech C920 seems to be the go-to bet. Yeah, and the Logitech does have a built-in mic, which you can definitely use, but I would probably recommend something else. We're currently using the Blue Yeti, yeah. which I've been using for years, which is a great mic. I it's don't know not if even you, blue. It's, it's, it's not black. blue. Whatever. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've been staring at the sun too long. Maybe <laughs> you can't tell colors anymore. It's, it's highly probable. Oh, geez. All right. Well, those are our recommendations for streaming cameras. Be sure to send in your questions to our Twitter account. Arcade Gaming. Arcade Gaming, and just send them over, and we'll start answering those. We'll either answer them on Twitter, or we'll bring them here on the show. Uh, this is something we like to close it out with. We like to do a lot of highlights across the website, on our Twitter, uh, of fellow partners, fellow streamers, people that we're watching currently. Um, so I figure let's just go around the room and talk a little bit about what we might be watching right now, either on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, or, I mean, heck, the Olympic Games start tonight, so maybe that's True. what you're watching. Uh, it is technically gaming. 
in some yeah. fashion. Uh, I guess <laughs> it's called the Olympic Games. This so. is true. Uh, I mean, right now I'm watching. So I'm watching a lot of uh, my friend Melanie. Melanie Mack is streaming a lot of Overwatch. I'm looking at her strategies because she's very good at the game she plays. The hard thing, though, is she streams very late at night, and I gotta ask her why she's doing that. She's streaming between the ten o'clock hour to about four a.m. every night because she can. Because she can. I why mean, not, I must guess. be nice. It must be nice. I mean, heck, we're here in the office working our day jobs, and she's out there streaming. That's right, Melanie. I you given the time that. But let, let's be the yeah. competition is around. Let's yeah. be honest. We would love to be doing this. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. It's true. I mean, the dream. I don't know. I like my sleep. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sleep during the day. So yeah. and I'm gonna ask her because. I, that's probably a question I'm going to raise next time is when is the be best time to stream? So I'm going mm. to ask her and ask a few other folks to see what their analy uh, analytics are saying. But I've been yeah. watching a lot of her playing Overwatch. Uh, I also enjoy an another partner, uh, Swifter. He's just great, and he streams about eight hours a day at this point. It's ridiculous. Nuts. I don't know how he's able to keep going. My voice would be gone if I was trying to do something like that. So be sure to check it out on either account. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Mac, and for Swifter, twitch.tv slash Swifter. Uh, all right, Eddie, what are you watching? Uh, neither of the guys that I'm really fixated on right now are in the full screen network, although I would love them to be. Uh, Carl Sagan42 and Grand Pooh Bear, who are both like... The best Mario. Solid user name. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> well, Carl, Carl Sagan's amazing because he like he's he great. Was, he's one of the he big astrophysicists. Yeah, isn't forty two like the answer to life, the life. universe, and everything? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, everything. Uh, wow. He's uh, he's really awesome though because he's actually like studying. Science. I don't remember exactly I would what hope he's so. studying, <laughs> but, but he's uh, he's doing like some kind of like bioengineering or something like that, developing vaccines and stuff. So while he's playing Mario Maker, and he's like one of the best Mario Maker players out there, period, um, he'll do little science talks, and the people in his chat will ask him questions about like different things. It's really cool to listen to him talk about it. And uh, him and, and the other guy, Grand Pooh Bear, are just like phenomenal Mario Maker players. So like Kaizo Mario players that do like all the crazy tricks and like stuff that I could never dream of doing in a Mario game. So I've been really entertained by their stuff. I don't really, I'm never really around when they're streaming, but they uh, upload clips of, like highlight clips to their YouTube page every week. So I usually check them out when their uploads go up. Have you seen these guys, by the way, no. play? It is the most incredible, fine, like, Action pixel perfect timing. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's muscle memory. Yeah, it's it's That's crazy. It's like when the kid who was doing the Nintendo World Championships when he got up to that final level and you see him do the first attempt, he's like, "No, that's not right." And then he tests the second time, "No," and then he finds the exact pixel of when to hit, when to jump, when to land this, when to do that. That's what these people are when they're streaming. It's that's so like crazy. Mid-air jumps off of turtle shells and springboards yeah. and stuff. It's. I, I don't know. I'm sure if I played or practiced, I could probably figure it out. But like, it's the kind of stuff that just blows my mind. It's awesome. It's yeah. definitely something you got to check out. Uh, Howard, what are you watching right now? Most well, then again, I don't watch many streams, but I have been watching Clintus quite a bit. Clintus McGintus. Clintus McGintus. <laughs> what a I name! Met, I met Clintus. Yeah, Clintus. Yeah, Clintus is great. He started out as a family vlogger. And his his videos are fantastic. Then now he's doing a heavy transition to gaming. He's gaming a lot on YouTube gaming, but now he's kind of dabbling with the Twitch. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's doing a lot of Destiny on Twitch. Because I saw that YouTube gaming gave him a good lift. If it's a yeah, the family vlogger turned gamer. He's been doing a lot of streams on there. He was doing Destiny a lot. Yes. And then I saw a good lift on his YouTube channel as a result of doing uh, YouTube gaming. Mm -hmm. um, he was on the sidebar a lot. I would see. 
And then, um, so what is he doing on Twitch, you were saying? Destiny. He's doing Destiny on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, I actually spoke to him this morning, and he was saying that the Destiny community is much heavier on Twitch than it mm -hmm. is on YouTube. So he's dabbling with that to see what the audience would be like versus YouTube gaming. So he might do YouTube gaming for some things and Twitch for others. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, how about you? What are you watching lately on uh, YouTube? Oh, man. So... I'm trying to think of gaming-related stuff, but I'm not sure that I watch a lot of gaming-related stuff. Once again, where did we find you? So, he's, I'm going to bring you... a bad gamer. <laughs> I'm a bad gamer. I'm terrible. No, so, what do you so watch on YouTube? I think what I will share is my favorite video that I've seen this week. Uh -oh. It's um, a rap song about Top Ramen. I'm sorry? <laughs> and it's pretty fabulous. A rap song about Top Ramen? Young Chef and Doughboy... Rapping about, they're like two kids, white kids from Portland who made a rap music video about Top Ramen. And it's. Oh, I, I so love good. Top Ramen, so I can. But I only can with that it. sriracha sauce, you know? Oh, so, man. It's pretty fantastic. Okay, so. And we're totally ridiculous. We're definitely going to share that across the Twitter account because mm -hmm. um, that sounds amazing. There was another uh, Top Ramen video that came out, it was being shared all around Facebook. Of course. With that case, it wasn't an original video placed to Facebook. It was somebody freebooting it from somewhere. Uh -huh. But it was a commercial that was it was an anime commercial uh, of a father daughter relationship, and the daughter feels a bit distant from her father, doesn't mm -hmm. talk to her anymore, and all these things just doesn't feel like there's anything there. Yeah. And then she's very stressed from studying, so she walks down the stairs. Uh, late at night would steal food from the, the fridge and the mother was talking to the father one morning she's like I know you don't talk to her much anymore he's like no he's like she's very stressed she's been eating a lot late at night and then one night she walks downstairs there's two uh, rice balls sitting there for her she thinks oh that's mom na 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 that's dad mm. the next night she goes down there's dad making the rice balls they bond over a cup of noodles and rice balls and it was an ad for cup of noodles. <laughs> I think my favorite my favorite ramen related video in recent memory, and I can't remember the title of it. See, I contribute. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, no, I mean, like, hey, hey <laughs> ramen is the diet of gamers. So it all ties in. <laughs> exactly. In um, I was in uh, I was in Tokyo about a year ago, and they had a commercial that was airing, um, and I'm sure it's up on YouTube. But it was a commercial about. Uh, it wasn't even about ramen. It was about like otoke dancers, yeah. like the idol dancers oh, in yeah. Japan. And it was like this woman from a documentary talking about modern day samurai and how the samurai used to follow their master and listen to every single order and their movements were swift. And while she's talking about the samurai, it's these pictures of or videos of these guys doing like the light stick dancing in an idol oh, concert. Yeah. And then it ends with like a ramen Ad. It was just like the most bizarre <laughs> thing, but it's hilarious. So and it's in English too. Like the woman talking is in English. Like it's an English documentary. It's great. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> well, my favorite ramen ad is still Justin Timberlake while he was in NSYNC. Mm -hmm. I think it's still my favorite oh, ramen ad. His hair? Just his hair. His hair just <laughs> made me hungry every time I saw him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it for our first episode. We still haven't known yes. the name of this yet. So come up with a name, shoot it at us uh, over our Twitter account. Use the hashtag. Name that arcade, 
and we will choose the best one. And who knows? I think what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll Skype you as part of the conversation. We'll bring you into one of the yeah. chats that we have here on the broadcast. And, and you'll yeah. want you'll win one million dollars. Okay, that's not true. That's coming from the guy who Wait. lives on the beach. All right, so no, let's no. let's yeah. No. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen a million dollars, and neither have you. So we're not They're giving that out. That's just, that's the part that he exactly one million. Ah, uh, that's what I'm talking. What are you talking about? Okay, he uses right. the different kinds of currencies, seashells and such. <laughs> It's like that episode of BoJack Horseman. Yeah. (laughs) See, see, there it is. Uh, Well, (laughs) thanks so much for listening to us. Be sure to follow us uh, at Arcade Gaming on Twitter. You can, uh, of course, visit us on our website. And, of course, keep listening to the podcast. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast either on SoundCloud or iTunes. I'm uh, John. You can follow me at Kawaii Guy LA, uh, spelled like Kawaii, but it's Kawaii because, you know, I live that lifestyle. Uh, I'm Eddie. You can follow me at Collectifile on all social. And we'll post that on there. I'm Howard, and I am at Pinsky on Twitter. I'm Tim, and uh, I'll need to get a Twitter. So. <laughs> okay, all I'm, right. From, I'm new to this. <laughs> Who is this Forthcoming. Guy? <laughs> all right, that's it. I called security, and that'll be it. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See Bye. ya. Bye.